Today, I want to talk to you about receiving a miracle, receiving a miracle. I'm going to ask as I conclude the message that you wouldn't leave. When I conclude, we're going to have some more time of worship. We're going to open up uh, the front here. Our prayer team leaders are going to come. We're going to pray for those who need miracles. And so I want to encourage you not to leave, to hang around, to worship, to pray, to believe God, to do the impossible in hearts and in lives. When my wife was finishing up her freshman year of high school, uh, she had a, a seizure and she began to shake violently. Uh, she fell back and hit her head on the kitchen counter. On the floor, she was having a, a, a seizure and had never had one in her life before. And she was having a seizure. And after she had the seizure, she blacked out for about 12 to 15 seconds. And of course, her, her parents were very concerned. Tiffany was very concerned. And she continued to have these blackout spells uh, that were happening to her. And so they took her to the doctor. And one of the doctors that attended their church, they're strong Christians. They're actually pastors. And they took her to the church, uh, to, to, to the doctor. And, and the doctor had notified uh, Tiffany and her parents that, that Tiffany uh, looked like she had a brain tumor. There was this t- thing on her in her brain that she, she had. And so her parents began to pray. They began to ask the church to pray and to seek the Lord. And they set up an appointment out of state uh, to send her to the uh, Mayo Clinic in Minnesota uh, to get further tests to figure out exactly what was going on, the brain tumor, what was happening. And as they took her to the Mayo Clinic, right before they took her, they had some people come over from the church. And Tiffany says she sat in a chair and they prayed for her and believed God to touch her body. And as they took her to the Mayo Clinic, Uh, When she was finishing up her freshman year of high school, they went there and they ran uh, a series of tests on her at one of the, of course, one of the most renowned places we know for for, for medical and to and to, 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 to get an understanding of what's happening in your body. I mean, this is the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And they came back and notified Tiffany and her parents that uh, there was no sign of a brain tumor. Nothing was there. Or whatever was there is not there anymore. And the Lord touched her and no brain tumor. And, and you know, here, here's the cool part of the story too, is Tiffany has never had a seizure since then. She hasn't had any blackout spells since then. Can I tell you, there's power in prayer and our God does miracles. Our God is a miracle worker. Our God is a healer. And I thank the Lord, whatever was on her brain, I thank the Lord that he removed it. And my baby is still here. I would have never married the hot sauce on my, on my, on on my chitlins, folks. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm thank God. She's the hot sauce. I'm the chitlins. She told me that. Amen. She is not a chitlin. Praise the Lord. But I'm thankful that our God is a miracle worker. And what I want to do today is examine this story in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. And I want us to draw some truths from this story that will encourage our hearts. It says in, in Matthew 25, verse 25, and, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. And once Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? For the next few moments, 
I want to talk to you about four common ingredients to receiving a miracle. Four common ingredients to receiving a miracle. Notice I didn't say these are the only ingredients. So I'm not, I'm not giving you the only ingredients. What I've done is I looked in the Bible and I studied the word of God. And there are some things that are really common that you see common when people receive a miracle from God. So, so this list is not exhaustive, but we're narrowing, it, na- narrowing the list down to the common ingredients we see to receiving a miracle from God. Number one is this. If you're taking notes, you can follow along with me in your bulletin and fill in the blanks. Number one is God uses our initiative. He uses our initiative. Many biblical miracles were not God's idea. Rather, they were the, 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 it was the person's initiative. It was the person's idea, not God's. This woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, she had been to the doctors and the Bible says she was not getting any better. She was actually getting worse. And one day she decided her own idea, her own initiative that I'm going to go find this man named G. I've heard about Jesus. Now I'm going to go find him because I believe he can heal me from this infirmity that I'm dealing with. And I want you to notice that the Bible does not say that Jesus tracked her down. It doesn't say that one day Jesus said, hey, you know what? I know there's this woman who has an issue of blood. She's been dealing with it for 12 years. I'm just going to go find her and track her down and heal her. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says it was her own initiative. It was her idea. And she took the initiative and she tracked down Jesus. I want to refer to a couple of other Bible stories. In Mark chapter number two, there were four men and they carried their friend to where Jesus was. You see, they had to carry their friend because he was crippled. He was lame. He could not walk. And so his friends took the initiative and they took their friend to the home where Jesus was preaching. And I want you to notice that Jesus didn't one day say, you know what? I know that there's this crippled man who can't walk. I'm going to go pursue him. I'm going to go find him so that I can heal him. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that they took the initiative to go pursue Jesus and that man received a miracle that day. There's a story in Mark chapter number 10 in verse number 47. There was a blind man named Bartimaeus and the Bible says he was sitting on the roadside begging because that's how he made a living. And a large crowd was walking on the road that day and Jesus was a part of the crowd. And as they were walking along the road, the man obviously heard that Jesus was passing by. And the Bible says that he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to notice that Jesus didn't look over and see this blind man and sitting on the road begging he was broke busted and disgusted and Jesus didn't say hey hey Bubba you want to be healed that's not what happened no 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 the blind man shouted out to Jesus Jesus didn't shout out to him he shouted out Jesus he took the initiative Jesus son of David have mercy on me we see the Bible says in Mark chapter 1 verse number 32 it says that evening after sunset the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon possessed the whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases he also drove out many demons but he would not let the demons speak 
because they knew who he was. Friends, can I tell you that these people were healed because somebody brought them to Jesus. Jesus didn't go seek them out. They sought out Jesus. Somebody took the initiative and it initiated a miracle in somebody's life. I want you to notice that one of the key ingredients to receiving a miracle is God uses our initiative. Number two is this. Number two is this. God uses our involvement. Our involvement. It says in Mark chapter 5 and verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. This lady, she didn't just use her initiative and, and find Jesus. And all of a sudden, she, she, she's found Jesus. She goes, you know what? I, I found him. Here he is. I'm, I'm in his presence. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I mean, just go ahead and heal me, Lord. I found you. No, that, that wasn't her response. She took the initiative to find Jesus, and then she got involved in the miracle process. And the Bible says when she saw Jesus, she, she got involved and she began to press her way through the crowd. You have to understand in the Old Testament that this woman was considered unclean. Jesus had not yet died on the cross. The, the new covenant had not yet been established. She was considered unclean. If she touched anybody in that crowd, they were considered unclean. But she didn't care what people thought. She didn't care if they, if they laughed at or made fun of her, thought she was nasty. She wanted to get to Jesus. And she pressed her way through the crowd. She got involved and she touched Jesus' clothes and she received a miracle. She took initiative. She, she, she was involved. And in Mark chapter number 2, the Bible says these four friends, they, they carried this man who was crippled and they got this man to the home where Jesus was preaching. And when they showed up, guess what? The home was packed. They couldn't get in. Everybody wanted to hear Jesus teach. And can I tell you, it would have been easy for those men to get discouraged and say, well, I guess we tried. We're here. I mean, at least we're, you know, we can kind of see Jesus way over there. And if he wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Hope it happens, Bubba. Otherwise, we'll carry you back home. You'll keep eating bologna and sitting there reading the paper. We believe him. No. No, these men got involved. And the Bible says they begin to climb on the house and they climbed on top of the roof. And can you imagine? I mean, that's being involved. Come on, push them. Come on, Willie. I'm about to drop him, Harry. And climbing on top of the house with a man who can't walk. They were involved. They got on top of the roof and they ripped off the roof and they lowered the man down to Jesus. They took initiative and they were involved. And friends, that man received a miracle that day. In Mark chapter number 10 and verse 47, the Bible says, When this man began to shout, blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, the crowd came over to him. They told him to be quiet. They told him to hush up. They told him it didn't take all that. Would you stop it? Jesus is way too busy for somebody like you. But you know what the Bible says? This man was persistent. And the Bible says he shouted all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This man was, was involved, man. He just kept shouting. I'm not going to let you intimidate me or scare me. I'm going to keep shouting. And he was persistent. He got involved. And the Bible says that man that day received a miracle because God uses our, initi our, our, our initiative and he uses our involvement to bring about a miracle in our lives. Can I tell you, many people don't want a miracle they want magic. They, they, they don't want a miracle. Because, you know, many people, they, they don't want to do anything. 
Because here's, here's what people think. You know, I don't want to do anything, and, you know, I'm not going to use my initiative. I'm not going to be involved. And, you know, if the Lord wants me healed, shazam, I'll be healed. I mean, if it's just the Lord's will, I'll be sitting at home eating Twinkies and wham, shazam. God just waves his little magic wand, and I'll be, I'll be healed. I mean, that's what people want. They want, they want, they, they, they want, they want magic. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go to work, and you know, I'm not going to work on a budget. I'm not going to honor God's word. But all of a sudden, shazam! There's more money in my bank account. Wow! I didn't do anything. You know, I just eat Twinkies every day, every night. I, I, I get three dips of ice cream and shazam! One day while I was eating ice cream, Twinkies, and Krispy Kreme, God healed my body. I didn't do anything. Wham! Shazam! Magic. Oh, you like that shazam? Go my pile. You like that shazam! I didn't do anything and I got to look at this magic. But for, can I tell you something, friends? In the Bible, God oftentimes used people's initiative and their involvement to bring about a miracle. We could say it like this. Without God, we cannot. Without us, God will not. You see, when you read the Bible, there are many times that to receive a miracle, people use their initiative and involvement, and God brought by a miracle. You see, oftentimes you got to be like this woman, and you got to make up in your mind, I'm going to press my way through the crowd. I'm sick. I don't feel good. People think I'm nasty. I've spent all my money. I'm broke, and I'm tired, but I'm going to press. And she pressed her way through the crowd. I want to talk to somebody who stopped pressing. Come on, you got to keep pressing. God is a miracle worker. And sometimes to receive a miracle, you got to just keep on pressing. But pastor, I'm tired. Keep on pressing. Pastor, I'm sick. Keep on pressing. Pastor, I've been to the doctor. Keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. She pressed her way through the crowd. I look at these four men, these friends who carried their friend. And you, sometimes you got to be like these four men. Come on, you can't get discouraged. Sometimes you just got to make up your mind, I'm determined to get a miracle. I'm not going to stop until I receive a miracle. I mean, it would have been easy as they sat outside and the house were full to get discouraged and give up, but they were determined. And some of you need to get determined and say, God, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to continue to pursue you. I'm going to continue to chase after you. I'm not going to get discouraged. It hadn't happened quick enough. The house is full. Things are not going my way. I didn't expect it to turn out like this, but God, I'm determined to continue to pursue you. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to use my initiative. You've got to be determined. I look at this blind man on the road shouting out. Come on, sometimes you've got to just be persistent. I want to encourage somebody's heart today. Sometimes you've got to just be persistent. He shouted and he shouted and he shouted. The crowd told him to be quiet. He said, Pastor, how many times did he shout? I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But he shouted and he shouted and he shouted until Jesus finally turned to him. And he got Jesus' attention, and Jesus called the man to him. And the man ended up receiving a healing. And sometimes you and I have to be persistent. Well, pastor, pastor, you know, last year when we had a miracle service, I came up for prayer, and God didn't do anything. Come on, sometimes you got to be persistent. 
Well, they, they prayed for me last year. My, my mama prayed for me two months ago and nothing happened. Well, keep, you got, sometimes you got to just keep shouting and you got to keep asking and you got to keep believing and you got to keep knocking and you got to keep seeking until the door is up. Sometimes you got to be, but Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Sometimes you got to be persistent. And this man was persistent. He shouted, he shouted, he shouted, and he asked. And that man received a miracle. You see, God oftentimes uses our initiative and our involvement to bring about a miracle in our life. There's a third thing that I want you to see. Number three is this. God uses our faith, our faith. One of the common ingredients to receiving a miracle is faith. Mark chapter 5 and verse 34, this is the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says, Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith, your what? Your faith has healed you go in peace and be freed from your suffering faith 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 mark chapter 10 and verse 52 says go said jesus this is blind bartimaeus the blind man we've been talking about jesus said your faith has healed you immediately he received his sight and followed jesus along the road god uses our our faith acts chapter 3 and verse 16 this is where the man who had been crippled from birth he was being brought to the temple gate called Beautiful. And, and, and every day he sat there and begged for alms. One day Peter and John were passing by and he begged and asked them for some money. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And that day that man received a miracle from God. And the leaders of the city began to question him. And, and Peter's response back in verse 16, by faith in the name of of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong by faith in the name of Jesus. Let me just insert this. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power. Come on, I, I know I'm young to some of you. I'm just 36, but I'm old-fashioned. There's power in the name of Je There's power in that name. There's power. I like the old song that says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. Master, Savior, Prince of Peace. There's power in the name of Jesus. It goes on to say it is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that, this, that has given this complete healing to him as you, as you, can, as you can all see. He said it was Jesus' name and faith that comes through him, faith that comes through Jesus. It's not faith in faith, not faith in myself. It is faith in Jesus and his power and his ability. There's power in the name of Jesus. That's why you hear me close every prayer in Jesus' name. That's why when I pray for my my kids, I say, in Jesus' name, there's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 17 in verse number 20, Jesus said, you told, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. Let me pause there. There are a lot of people that, that struggle with this whole faith thing. Pastor, I don't have enough faith. I can't receive a miracle. I don't have enough faith. And Jesus addresses that. Because you know what? Faith is key to receiving a miracle from God. But, but I, want you to, I want you to notice the rest of this verse because you could get stuck there and think, well, I'm just disqualified. I just don't have a lot of faith. But Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small 
as a mustard seed, the smallest seed known to man. If you had this faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Here's what I want you to know. Oftentimes, we complicate this subject. I mean, it's just, it's just believing God. It's just having faith. See, see, Jesus is addressing people who just had no faith. They just didn't believe at all that God could do it. But can I tell you, this woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't something special. She didn't have supernatural power and ability or faith. You know what she just she, she just believed. She just said, you know what? I'm sick. I spent all my money on the doctors. I don't have another answer. I don't know what to do. I heard about this man named Jesus, but you know what I believe? I just believe if I will initiate it. I just believe if I'll get involved. I believe if I just touch his clothes, I'll be. She just believed somehow her simple childlike faith. She just believed if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And can I tell you, that's what we need is a simple childlike faith. Is God, I believe you can heal me today. You can give me a miracle today. When we open up this time and the leaders come and pastors come and some, some of our church leaders come and prayer team come to pray for you. Can I tell you, when you come out your seat, come in faith. God, I just believe God as they pray for me, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to receive a miracle. God, I'm not coming in doubt. I'm coming in faith. Just simple childlike faith. Saying, God, I believe you today. I believe you today. Can I tell you, it's just simple, simple faith. Faith is small as a mustard seed. And God can use it and bring a miracle in your life. I close with number four. Number four. Leave the results to God. That's an ingredient to receiving a miracle. Leave the results to God. One of the traps people fall into when they're believing God for a miracle is they try to put the results in their hands instead of leaving the results in God's hands. Hear me today. We need to take initiative. We need to be involved. We need to have faith. But we need to leave the results in God's hands. Don't put the results of a miracle in your hands. God is the miracle worker. God does the not pastor, not not elder, not church leader. God is the one that works miracles in people's lives. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 and verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped, this woman with the issue of blood, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. The power didn't go out from her. She didn't have the power to heal herself. She, she had initiative. She had involvement. She had faith. But the healing took place because Jesus has got the power. And the power went out from Jesus. And sometimes we can get confused and try to put the results in our hands. And, you know, I see it all the time. People, they feel guilty. They condemn themselves. Well, pastor, I didn't get healed. Pastor, I pray for such and somebody. And that they didn't get healed. Pastor, I don't understand. Well, that child died. And, and you know, I don't have all the answers. Because the results are not in my hands. The results are not in your hands. The results are in his hands, and he's sovereign, and he's all-powerful. And so we have faith, and we get involved, and we have initiative. But God is the one that has the power. God is the one that provides the miracles. And listen to me. If you blame yourself when you don't get a miracle, then you got to take the credit when you do get a miracle. Oh, it's dangerous to play with the results. I don't understand all the results. I don't get it. I don't get why I preach and, and, and people are, 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 are in the service and, and don't respond and give their life to the Lord. Matter of fact, let me just break it down more clear. I don't understand why I've been preaching to some of y'all for years and you still don't listen. I don't get it. 
I'm shucking out the corn, man. I'm preaching the word. And you ain't changed yet. But the results are not in my hands. I preach the word. The ret- word won't return void. I stand on the word of God. I leave the results in hit. The results don't belong to me. The results always belong to him. And if you start taking credit for when it doesn't work out, you got to start taking credit for when it does work out. And that's dangerous. The results are always in God's 